Hello, and welcome to the Teaching Social Sciences Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Gooden, and today's topic will be teaching civics in the year 2020. Now that we are in July, many of us are thinking about our upcoming school year. For those of us in the social sciences, we are either excited or concerned about our classes. We are paying attention to the current events and think to ourselves, this is going to provide lots of classroom conversation, hopefully some debate, and not too many arguments that get out of hand. More importantly, we hope to be able to learn a few things and get our kiddos thinking about what's happening in their country. The teaching of social sciences may become controversial this year. Social media has helped to create extreme opinions on both sides of the aisle. How are teachers supposed to handle this in the classroom in a professional and safe environment so that our kids feel confident in expressing themselves effectively and honestly in our classroom? Today's podcast will address that topic. Specifically, Drawing on the research of Diana Hess and Paula McAvoy, we will talk about guiding political conversation in our classroom as we watch numerous historical events unfold every day. We will review some of Hess and McAvoy's suggestions for teaching politics in the classroom, as well as a couple ways to effectively implement those suggestions in the classroom. In their 2015 book, Diana Hess and Paula McAvoy state, schools, in order to fulfill their democratic mission, should be political, though not partisan. Hess and McAvoy believe the political classroom works to teach young people to see each other as political equals and teaches kids to practice a reasonable thought and introspection, as well as how to consider the views of those who present different opinions. The political classroom is one that teaches students to discuss topics that have multiple and competing views in an appropriate manner. Creating a political classroom today is difficult. Many teachers are concerned about controversial topics for fear of creating situations that will get out of hand. Teachers worry about helping students develop ideas and insight versus creating students who feedback what they believe a teacher wants to hear. Many political conversations are filled with landmines teachers avoid or struggle with. This oftentimes turns out to be a difficult task to handle, so many teachers find ways around controversial topics. Teachers should not be discouraged when it comes to having political conversations. Instead, they need to be aware of the situations that many of our children bring to our classrooms. Students come from diverse families with diverse cultures and religious views, as well as a polarized political climate outside of our school. Instead of reluctance, teachers need to embrace this classroom diversity. McAvoy and Hess studied social studies teachers and came up with two types. One set used curriculum that engaged controversial political issues and others that relied on lecture style and downplayed the controversial. Teachers that engaged the controversial topics were instilling a broad worldview and understanding of the complex issues of our time. The best practice educators held discussions on controversial topics, were politically aware, engaged in politics themselves, and often shared that knowledge and enthusiasm with their students. They also encouraged students to engage in political discussion, do their own research, and listen to political topics. Best practice teachers also had support from their administration and effective professional development. Classroom discussion came with lots of preparation, including developing discussable questions, students reading in advance, and incorporating discussion into the unit of study. Preparation is always important. Walking into a classroom on Monday morning and asking students about a major event that happened over the weekend oftentimes led to too much open conversation, which eventually became chaos. Instead, it is time to start attacking situations pragmatically. Use discussion strategies like role-playing, supporting statements with text, and backing up their statements with research. Have students demonstrate an understanding of knowing how and when they are supposed to discuss versus just talking over one another. It is not effective, nor is it productive. Students need to learn how to listen to the words of their classmates. Sometimes the teachers do have to step in and get involved by playing the devil's advocate. 
Many small schools in rural areas do not present with much diversity in terms of race, income, and political beliefs. Playing the devil's advocate gets kids to think differently. Challenging students to think a different way or to at least be willing to listen to differing opinions becomes an important part to a more open-minded and expansive view of their world. Students who participate in well-planned and thought-out political discussions benefited. One of the biggest benefits that the McAvoy and Hess came up with is allowing of students to see that they can be similar and get along and agree with most things, but not everything, and have the occasional difference of opinion. In a democratic society, it is important that all people realize we don't always agree on everything, and just because we don't agree doesn't mean the other person is bad. One way schools are trying to address the lack of civil debate is through debate teams. These programs help students prepare to argue both sides of an assigned topic and develop a more nuanced worldview. It creates a stronger understanding of the gray areas of life, according to Scott Woon, an executive director of the National Speech and Debate Association. Team members have to prepare to argue both sides of an argument in order to win, and this gives them a crucial piece of the puzzle. Woon also states that by joining debate teams, kids learn you can hear a different opinion and still act civilly. So how does technology play into this with our country's current political conversation? In many ways, our technology has had a profound impact on our political climate. And while some of those things have been good, for instance, people are more aware of what's happening in their country and have better access to local, state, and countrywide government officials and what they are doing. However, there is a downside. We are more aware of things that we don't agree with, and we are more likely to feel outraged and fail to understand our need to vote in order to get things changed. We also need to understand that our social media has built-in algorithms that reinforces our current points of view, and therefore we don't always get to see a difference of opinion and understand that ours might have more to it than what we know. Social media apps today may be driving wedge between our political beliefs. All citizens who are able to access Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, or whatever platform they choose are able to voice their own opinion, which is good. However, we are also more likely to follow people and organizations that we agree with thereby reinforcing our current opinions even more and failing to see a different point of view. So where do we go from here with all this political turmoil? We turn to our teachers of civics, history, all the social sciences, and we encourage them to have these political conversations. So once again, it is on the shoulders of educators, 12 families raise informed students who know how to appropriately discuss important topics with other people. Thank you for listening to this episode of Teaching Social Sciences with Brandon Gooding.